Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by audible.com and we're offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up for that trial and check out not only the audiobooks but all of the other content that is available for you. If you haven't looked at it already, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. The Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast um, continues to gain recognition as a great resource for uh, small business owners, business leaders, sales professionals. Uh, we are fortunate to be included on lists of the best podcasts to listen to, uh, various lists for various reasons. And really, it comes down to the guests. These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business. And they join me uh, to have a conversation and share their expertise with all of you. That way you can get what you need and implement new ideas and strategies in your business so you can be more successful. Today is no different. My guest today is Elizabeth Pampalone. Elizabeth is an international speaker, successful entrepreneur, and expert marketer with over 20 years of experience. Her innovative approach helps overwhelmed business owners and burnt out nonprofit directors to achieve success and freedom through the power of absolute marketing. Thanks so much for joining me today, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, okay. So tell us what is absolute marketing? Well, I've been a business owner for 13 years and I have definitely found that marketing can take up a lot of your time, if not all of your time. And when I first started out, I realized that I needed to do something to streamline my business and my marketing. So I developed some formulas for myself and over the years, it kind of turned into its own business. And now I share those formulas with others. Okay. And 
I'm so fascinated by this because I totally agree with you that that what's so weird about marketing is that it can be absolutely all consuming and then uh, small business owners don't do it because it's absolutely all consuming and they're busy yes. doing their other stuff, right? I mean, it's just sort of a, a crazy thing. So, um, okay, so you develop these strategies and can anyone implement them? I mean, does it work in any industry and for anyone with any level of um, like knowledge about marketing? Yes, actually it does. And I've used this across so many different industries over the years. Um, I, you know, business uh, service industries, product industries, um, industries that have regulations on them, you know, financial industry, lawyers, all these different industries that you can really use this with. And what it comes down to is it's about consistency. And a lot of times I feel like, you know, and I've experienced this myself many times, we get going January 1, we're all excited and we do everything for about two, three weeks, maybe two, three months even. And then we just like things get in the way, life happens, we need a break, we don't know what to post on social, we're not, our websites aren't really up to date, all these things happen. So what I did was I sat down and created the five days, which is the five pillars of marketing. And I feel like, you know, I've seen this so much that if you have these five things going for you, if you have these five things that you're actually paying attention to, then you're going to have a really solid marketing strategy and it's actually going to work. It's not just going to sit there and do nothing because I feel like if you don't have, you know, all the five pieces, if you're missing one or missing two, you're going to see that reflected in the lack of sales or the lack of growth that you're expecting. So I've seen that people also, they'll put too much emphasis on one and not another, and they'll, they'll definitely just see themselves stagnate with that. So when you look at the five pillars, the first one is, is branding. It's just the foundation of everything. And if we can get your brand right in a day and we can make it a really good solid brand with a good message that's clear and you know who your audience is, then everything else we do for the other four days just falls into place. Um, and it just makes it so much easier. And the, and the other days, um, which we can, you know, go into a little bit more, but the other days are website in a day, 12 months of social media in a day, 12 months of blog posts in a day, and 12 months of email marketing campaigns in a day. Wow. Okay. Now, I, I love this idea of um, getting your branding down because that really feels like the linchpin to, to everything because it, it, it's, I think it makes it so much easier for people to know what it is that they're going to post. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I, I, it, so interestingly, um, I totally got what you were saying about we start and then either we don't know what to post or things get in the way. I, another thing that I've noticed, and I'm curious if you've noticed this as well. So a lot of small business owners uh, will, will try marketing, like they'll try an e-newsletter and if they don't get results, in say three months, they throw up their hands, you know, they stop doing it, they throw up their hands and they say, okay, well, this isn't working. I need to go down another road. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <Will> you... <laughs> oh yeah. And okay. that's why I mentioned like the five, you have to have all yeah. five and they have to be firing on all cylinders all at the same time. You know, like if you have a car and only two of your cylinders work, you're yeah. not going to drive that car. <laughs> right. Right. And so, and doesn't it take a while for marketing to take hold? 
It does. And people don't give it enough time. It's no. a very impatient uh, market when you're looking at entrepreneurs versus marketing. <laughs> uh, we get very impatient. We want to see results yeah. now. And when we're promised results now, that's when I get really frustrated as, um, you know, just as a marketer, a lot of other marketers will promise results yesterday and yeah. then they can't deliver. And then I get, you know, the, the backlash from that, from the other, the other right. side of it, when people are like, it didn't work now, what are you going to do to fix it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then the pressure's really on, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when, when you talk about consistency, um, and, and I just, I mean, I love this whole concept of you have to have all five pillars. It makes perfect sense to me. It feels like there's a, a synergy and an energy that comes from that and momentum you know, that, mm -hmm. that really comes from all of those. Um, is there a realistic time frame that, that people should be able to say, okay, I, it might not be sales, but at, within this amount of time, I should, if I'm being consistent, I've got all five going, that I should be able to see some sort of result if it's interaction, if it's visits to my website, if it's, you know, some sort yeah. of, increased engagement yeah and there is that i mean i say three to six months is really what you're looking at um and it's okay. in between that time so if you hit the three month mark and nothing happens it doesn't mean it's not working yeah. <laughs> it means that you haven't gone past the threshold of when it will work um okay. and so i say in that in the three to six month mark in between there is really when you see the most growth um from zero to 60 if you will in that that space but if you're looking at, you know, your marketing and saying, okay, I'm going to do all my marketing for a year. I'm going to get it done in five days. And I'm going to sit here and see if it works. <laughs> that is not going to help you because marketing is really more of a tool yeah. rather than your business. Your business is built on the relationships you build. It's built on the trust that you build in the community, whether it's an online community or in person. Um, it's also built on, <clears throat> on the trust that people have that you know what you're doing and that they know your expertise is what they need. So the messaging from your branding is going to be important. Your website having the right message portrayed on it with the right tools and resources on it is going to be important. Your social media on a daily basis going out there kind of touting that message for you is important. And your emails that are going to go out for you on a weekly or monthly basis, and then your blogs, which are going to help to kind of facilitate more emails and more social posts for you. And it's also going to help your SEO on your website. So once all those pieces are out there, you can't just sit on your, you know, little uh -huh. rear and say, well, um, I did my marketing and <laughs> I hope it works. And I'm going to wait for all the calls to come in. And that's what I feel like people kind of see marketing as if they spend yeah. money on it, then they just kind of sit there and watch it work. And it's like watching paint dry. It's, it's not right. very fun. It doesn't look really doesn't yield results for several, several hours. <laughs> You're waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> Um, and, and it also kind of gives you this discouragement that says, well, you did it now it should work. And if it didn't work, then what was wrong? Or why didn't that person help me? Or why didn't this happen? And, you know, your marketing is only as good as your business. Yeah. And if your business is, you know, that you don't like to go out to networking and you don't like to meet people and you don't like to go on zoom calls and you're not going out there and being on podcasts and you're not out there pushing yourself out there in in addition to the marketing then you're going to not see that growth if you don't do those other things and so really what this system is supposed to design designed to do is not only get you the results because obviously it's designed to get results 
but it's also designed to free up your time mm-hmm. so that you can do more of the actual more immediate result producing activities that are going to actually get you that immediate reaction that you're looking for that's going to help kind of fill the cycle so you know someone I feel like this kind of happens in a cycle when someone sees a blog post they might be searching online for something and happen upon your blog post or they might be on their Facebook feed and someone shares something you that you did or something on Facebook now that this person's seen you they know about you and it's you're gone out of their mind in two seconds then they might have heard a podcast that you were on. And then they might've seen you teaching at the local um, you know, score office or speaking at a, on a Zoom call that they were on. And then they see you. So then you're like, you're out there, you're out there, you're out there, but not all of that was marketing related, right? They right. might've seen an email from you. They might've seen three posts from you. And now they've seen you speak somewhere. One of those actions is you had to go out and get that speaking engagement. You know, you had to go out and do other things in your business to build relationships in your business to afford you opportunities in your business that your marketing is now supporting. So when someone makes a decision to purchase something, especially a large item, a high ticket item, even a smaller item, they want to trust the person, know the person and like the person before they hand over their money. And this is very common in all industries. And you'll see that if you can say, seven to 10 touches is when someone really makes that buying decision that the marketing is what helps you get those touches in. They see all blog posts. They saw you on a podcast. They saw an email you sent. They went to your website once or twice. They saw you at an event or they saw you on a, you know, um, a virtual call or something. So they're kind of seeing you everywhere is what you want. But then when they actually go to make that decision, it's they're sitting in that class that you're teaching and they're like, wow, I've been hearing about this person for so long and now I get it. I have to work with them or I see the value of what they're providing. I have to purchase that product or I see that this is the lawyer that I really need to be associating with because they really can help me with this problem I'm having. So there's all these things that happen that are outside of your marketing that you have to do still as a business owner. And really that's what my system is designed to do is to free up the time so you don't have to be constantly babysitting your marketing, but also to support all the other activities that you're doing in your business so that those seven to 10 touches happen so much faster. I got to tell you, I, I really hope people are really listening to this episode because I, you are so right. So many people think if I just do the marketing, I don't have to do anything else. And that's what's going to bring people. And it's just not true. It's going to create awareness, but mm-hmm. all of those things absolutely have to work together. I, I really appreciate you explaining that so well. It's it's a huge, huge point. It's, it's and, my passion to educate on this because I feel like it's this lost gap. Yeah. And I feel like the marketers of this, this world, like in this day and age, and I'm not saying all of them, but a good, good number of them, they yeah. say, put your funnel together get your name out there, buy a billion Facebook ads, and you'll be a billionaire. And it's like, I'm sorry, Bruno Mars, but that's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, throw back to that old song, like, no, it's not how it works. And, um, and, and he, even in the, the Bruno Mars song, he talks about being a billionaire, and he doesn't have to do anything all day long. And it's like, well, 
even Bruno Mars still has to go in and make the connections right. with the record labels and do his <laughs> job and go to the concerts and like, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, there are these other tasks that we forget about. And I'm actually in the middle of writing a book right now. It's 365 marketing tasks. So it's one task a day that wow. if you do these tasks. So if you do your marketing, like you do all your, you know, your five days, you get all that out of the way. And then you actually do your marketing tasks, one every single day. It will actually increase your sales so much more than if you just put a bunch of Facebook ads out there or, you know, just those random things that we are told to do as marketer, you know, in marketing. But this is like a physical task that only you or your staff can do every single day. See, that's the other thing I really like about this, because I, I was going to bring up marketing in, in this day and age, really, it isn't necessarily ads. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's knowledge and content and activity and yeah. right and and credibility. Yeah. And I feel like people get stuck on the content part. They yeah, feel like they, they have to create so much content. And, you know, I, I'm the content queen, like I have so much content, it's unbelievable. However, I have created a lot of it in the five days. I've used my own system. Like, I feel like the hair club for men guy, like I'm also a client, like I use my own system on myself <laughs> and it works. Yeah. Um, and, but then I'm also out there, like the content that I've created this year, I've been on over 100 podcasts and wow. that's a lot of time. It's a lot of time searching yeah. for them. It's a lot of time being, doing the interviews. It's a lot of time doing pre-interviews. It's a lot of time doing write-ups for them. Like all the stuff that goes into that. But that's a ton of content that I did help to create, but I didn't have to create it all on my own. And a little bit of my time in exchange for a little bit of someone else's time, and we combine that, and now we both have a piece of content that we can use. And so it's about working smarter, not harder on the content, and then utilizing the content over and over and over. And I feel like we use a piece of content and then we throw it away. It's like a paper towel, you know? <laughs> like, we're, but then really the content is like a, a hand knitted woven towel of like, you know, the best highest quality, but then we just throw it out after one use and we feel like, well, that's done. I already shared it. No, we have to keep right. reusing that content. And that's where my formula comes in because reuse of content is one of the pillars, one of the stakes of, of especially the social media piece is that you have constantly have new people coming in all the time. Like there's, I, I don't know you, you know, from January, but I came into your group now it's December. I haven't seen anything yeah. you've posted. I'm not going to go back in the analogs and like, oh, I've got to see every post you've posted since January. Not going to happen. I want to see what's new. What's the latest. And if you say, Hey, I did this really great piece of content in February. It is still relevant right now. It's actually more relevant since all that's happened in 2020. I'm going to repost that. That's great because now I can see it. I'm a new person and I might even be an old person and I saw it in February and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I didn't, I forgot to listen to that. I need to listen right now or I need to watch that or whatever. So I feel like reusing content is, is a huge piece that people also miss, um, you know, as far as, you know, creating content and then just using it once and throwing it out. I do too. That's really interesting. That That's really interesting because I've always you know, known about repurposing content and, and re-posting um, and, and that kind of thing. But I'm sitting here thinking about um, people I know who they are always thinking that they have to create 
new content and I didn't make that connection until you were just talking about that. And, and I heard that, that's really interesting. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. The Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. And I'm assuming you probably know uh, because they advertise very well, that audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles to choose from. What you might not know is they also have podcasts, they have Audible Originals, which are things you'll only find on Audible, they've guided meditations, news, it's amazing. And the cool thing is, is that you can get all of that content in one place, so you don't have to go from one platform to another, and you can also access it um, cross-platform, like it remembers where you ended. So picking up again on a totally different device is, is seamless. Uh, so we're offering a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up, and then do your own exploring. Take a look at the audiobooks. Take a look at the other programs. See what you enjoy, um, and a lot of it's based on what you enjoy reading and listening to anyway. It's just an expansion uh, of that. I think you're going to like it. I'm also happy to announce that my new book, Succeed Without Selling, is now available in paperback. If you're a small business owner or a salesperson and you struggle uh, with the whole concept of selling or getting the results you're looking for, pick up a copy today. I, I think you'll find great value in it. Uh, if you're uh, looking for uh, like a client gift or if you know someone who struggles, consider picking up a copy of the book for them as well. Today we're speaking with Elizabeth Pampalone about how to create one year of marketing content in five days. And I think you can tell just from listening to this that she really does have this all figured out and it really isn't as overwhelming as it necessarily, you know, sounds like at the, when you first hear it. So we have the pillar of branding and I, and I totally get that. And then, you know, you, you've got these other pillars. Um, would you talk to us some about, so, so you take a day for, putting together 12 months of social media. Can you um, like describe what that looks like? Yeah, so I actually do the website day in between branding and social media. And there's a, a huge reason for that because I actually believe that social media only has one goal and you should only have one reason for even using social media. And I believe that that is to drive traffic to your website. And if we think about it, we don't click on a Facebook ad and put our credit card number into Facebook. I know they're trying to start this whole e-commerce thing, but you know, that's, that's not really there yet, <laughs> but you don't really do that. You go, you click on an ad or you, you see something on Facebook, you click on it and it takes you to a website. Same thing with Pinterest, same thing with LinkedIn, same thing with, um, you know, Instagram, even the LinkedIn bio, right? Um, same thing with Twitter you're taking, it's taking you away from the platform to the place where the actual sale is going to happen. And it could be a sale of a widget or, you know, think something like that, or it could be, Hey, put your email in over here, right? This is, I'm, you're selling your email address in exchange for something quote unquote free. And so I believe that your website is really the foundation of where all of your 
marketing should be pointing back to because that's where you can fully explain yourself. It's where you can post what you want to post. It's where you can give it the order you want to give it. And so if you skip straight to social media, I've seen people do this so much. They skip that website. Well, my website's pretty good. Yeah, I got some stuff on there. Um, I had it just had it built and, you know, I spent all this money on it. But if you don't look at it as a part of your marketing and you look at it as just like some kind of landing page, it's just there for whatever sake, and you don't see it as the actual ends to the means yeah. of using social media in any format, then you're going to lose a lot of the reason you even do social media. Um, but the social media day itself, it's an eight hour day. All the days are eight hour days. Um, and we start with a strategy session. It's a two hour strategy session. And we come up with all of our formula for our entire you know, map of what we're going to actually create. So I actually like to do days. So I say, what are we going to post on Monday? What are we going to post on Tuesday? What are we going to post on Wednesday? And we figure out what's going to be best for the lifestyle of our customers. And since we've done the branding work, we actually know who, you know, is our target market and who we're actually speaking to. So now we can say, what's their lifestyle like? When should we be posting? What should we be posting? So all these pieces come into play. And now we have the strategy, all of that's left is the implementation. And for example, I, I worked with um, a wedding planner for several years. She came back to me a couple of times um, for this stuff. And we worked together for a couple of years in a row. And one of the years we did Flower Friday, mm -hmm. literally what flowers are blooming in the month that we're in. So if it's April and we're posting five, five Fridays in April, okay, what flowers bloom in April? So we've got, uh, you know, these five different flowers, we're going to post them pictures with their name of the flower and that's going to be it. It's flower Friday. Then we did small business Saturday for her. She had all these vendors that she really loved working with. There was about 20 of them. And all we did was basically do 20 vendors, put, post a shout out to them every Saturday, once, once a week, and then repeat them because she's worked with the same 20 vendors all the time. And she gave them like two to three shout outs a year. And then she also did something called, um, uh, instead of like, uh, you know, like Monday, like motivational Monday or something like that, she did date night Monday because couples who are going through dealing with the wedding planning process, they're not worried about dating each other. They've already engaged. They're already dealing with all this stress. And these are like simple at home or inexpensive date night ideas that they could just see once a week and say, you know, we should have a date night. That would be really simple. We could totally do this and give them that like spark back. And I just thought that it was just stuff that, you know, it was so simple and so easy, you know, finding 52 date night ideas, that's, you can go on the internet and find hundreds of them, you know, and just re rewording them, recreating them, adding a little photo and throwing it up there on the social media in a scheduler. It made so much sense and it got people to engage in a, in a different level, but then realize she's the wedding expert. She's like helping us so much more than just helping us plan our wedding. Right. Boy, I love that. Plus people then get used to it, right? Because because of the consistency thing. So exactly. Yeah. So if there's like a particular subject that they're really interested in, they know it's coming. They start watching for it. Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you about um, before we get off the topic of social media. So I've heard people say, people in the marketing space say that 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 the one of the most important things about social media marketing is to make it engaging, that you want people engaging back with you. Do you subscribe to that? Uh, I do. Philosophy? 
I do, but I also understand that it's not going to be immediate. So for example, I have a series of six questions that I repeat every single, every six weeks. Same questions, same graphic, same thing happens every six weeks. Now, between one and six weeks, most people forget what they've seen, especially on social media, because it's so fleeting. It's like you're scrolling, you see it, you know, but it does kind of sink in a little bit. And so what I've found is that people will see a question I post, you know, in January and they'll be like, oh, that's interesting. I, it's, I'm on maybe one of my questions last year was, um, or in 2020 was uh, something, what's something you can outsource? You know, think of something that you can outsource to get that off your plate. And people might see it go by and go, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I have to think about that. Then they might see it six weeks later and go, you know, I wonder if I could outsource X. I should look that up. And they look it up. And then six weeks go by and another one comes by and they say, oh, outsourcing. You know, I, I found that company. I need to just do that. I need to actually do it. I'm going to try it. So I do the trial or I get a call with them. And then another six weeks goes by and they see that come up again and they say, they put a comment. I hired my first VA or whatever, right? Then six weeks go by and everybody encourages them and says, oh, great, great job. Congratulations. You know, blah, blah, blah. I just did that. Then there's engagement, right? Things are happening there. Then another six weeks goes by and then they see that outsource and they say, I can't believe that six weeks ago I hired my first VA and now I've actually brought on a, my first employee and we are like people have engagement from them, but we don't always see the full engagement. Right. And oh. I feel like there's a lot of behind the scenes things that happen and we only see that tip of the iceberg. We only see when they actually make that comment, but things have been happening in their mind, in their business. Um, all throughout this whole, you know, I've, what we talked for, like, now we've talked into like, what, seven months or something crazy, like five <laughs> months, three, six weeks, six weeks, six weeks, six weeks. And we're, we're down into the year now, but it took them like maybe a whole year to get to that point. And that's okay, because that's how business works. And that's how life works. But we don't see that engagement. And so I see, I think if we're trying to look for those vanity metrics of, well, 12 people commented, or 10 people liked it, or 100 people liked it that's only helping to stroke our own ego. It doesn't mean that it's actually helping people there that are out in the world. Ah, so <laughs> I love that. Because what that says to me is the content really has to be helpful, valuable to the people you're trying to attract. Yes. Oh, so great. I don't think people get that either. So <laughs> that's why I asked the question. I think that's just... Uh, it, it's so, and your example uh, of the wedding planner, I love it because it's things that people are interested in. It's things that are helpful to people beyond just what she does, but it just helps confirm that she's a valuable resource and, and um, uh, I was going to say, and she still, she cares about their well-being. Like she, yeah, she, does, she cares right. about the marriage, right? It's not just about, right. hey, I'll plan your wedding. It's, I care about that you're going to stay together through this. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes that can be really stressful. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Wow, it's so interesting. Okay, so someone creates all this content and then like something new happens in their business or in the world or whatever. Um, 
it, can they change it later? Or can they add to it? Does it really matter at that point? I get this question a lot and you can, you can always add, you can always take away. Um, I've had events that I've posted out, you know, I know they were coming up and then they ended up not happening and you can just take them out and replace them with something else. But what I try to get people to do with the day, the year in a day system is I want it to be mostly evergreen. Uh, you know, when I posted my stuff in January for this year, I didn't look at it and say, in you know, in March and April, oh my gosh, I have to take all this stuff out now. I looked at it and went, I've got to keep marketing myself. I have to keep putting myself out there because all we have is the internet right now. We don't have yeah. the in-person events. We don't have the networking that I was going to three times a week. I have to now utilize this even more so. And so what I did was because my content was evergreen, it didn't matter what was happening in the world. I was still going to ask, what can you outsource? I was still going to talk right. about marketing and, and branding as, as an important piece of your marketing and how to do social media and how to write a, the you know email subject line and that kind of stuff. Like I'm still going to talk about those things. And I know a lot of people during the pandemic, I actually had some, some of my clients and some of my colleagues, they were like, it's insensitive to, to market right now. And I thought, well, it's also insensitive uh, if I don't eat this month. So, um, you know, I will be very sensitive if that doesn't happen. And so I was like, I have to continue on. Um, and that was my choice. And that was my decision for that. But it made it so that I didn't have to change what I was doing because what I was already doing was consistent and it was real and it was evergreen. It meant that all the stuff that I had put out there already had nothing to do with the times or the, 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 the climate or the industries. Does that make sense? Like it was just yeah. real stuff that's going to be the same yesterday, today, and pretty much forever. Tactics change, yes, but this, the information, that, that deep core value piece of what the actual, you know, the thing you're actually saying, the thing you're actually trying to teach and, and convert people to, to understand is the same. We've always marketed the same. It's about psychology. It's about the human mind. It's about mindsets and how we overcome obstacles in, in people's minds when they already have a preconceived notion of something. It's how we share what we do without sounding salesy. Like all those pieces are the same. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. And like I said, tactics may change. We may not go to a networking meeting anymore, but we're going to be on Zoom, you know? And, and so there's just the tactic is, is the thing that changes, but I don't really talk a lot about tactics on my, my posts. I talk more about the concepts, talk more about that philosophy, about the strategy of it. And then when you actually come to a webinar or you go to a class that I've taught or you see a video that I've done, that's where all the tactics get into it. But really those, those posts and everything are about the core because I feel also a lot of times people try to throw so much at someone when you're trying to explain to them what you do that you get lost in the tactics and then they forget to really instill the philosophy because you as the business owner, you know it so well. And you kind of forget that everyone doesn't understand that yet. And you have to also teach the philosophy and the concepts and then you can go into the tactics and it makes so much more sense to people. But really getting that deep-seated philosophy in there, that's really what I believe social media is for because people go, oh, I get it now or aha, I understand. And so using social media for that end can help you kind of pre-educate your audience so that when they actually get to work with you or they want to hire you or book you or buy something from you, they are already coming kind of prepped. You've prepped them along the way with all of this knowledge. And now you can actually get into the nitty gritty details with them. 
Okay, that makes a, a lot of sense to me. And I, I really appreciate that. And then, and then how does the blog play into the strategy? I use the blog as more of an SEO from an SEO standpoint. Um, it's adding okay. content to your website on a regular basis. It's adding keyworded content because usually what you're going to write about is going to be something you know really well. It goes along with your business. It makes sense. Um, and so you're going to have keyworded type content. You don't have to stuff it with keywords, obviously. It's already just going to be that way in, in its inherentness. Um, and so once you've written that out, um, you know, I usually do it on questions, like basically take your FAQs and start writing blog posts about them. Because a lot of that stuff people need to know more about that little FAQ that two or three sentences you wrote about it is probably not really explaining it very well and there may be more you could expound on than that. And in that in turn explain to people in a way that's pre educating them on a deeper concept or a philosophy that's within your actual business or industry. Okay, and 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 frequency. I say one to two, two times a month. It doesn't have to be okay. so often. And then I like to, if you have a podcast, I like to kind of offset that in between there. Maybe you do that once a week. Maybe you do that one, two or three times, you know, two times a month or even once a month. I feel like blogging and podcasting are kind of similar in the way that you need to fit them into your lifestyle. I know that I cannot do a podcast, you know, on my own and edit it and, you know, do all the things you need to do for it if it is an hour long podcast. I, I've tried that in the past and I failed it each time. I just fall off the wagon and I don't get back on it. But when I started my podcast, it's two minutes. I have a, a, a podcast called the Absolute Marketing Podcast. It takes me two minutes to record it. It's a two minute clip. I have a system that I set up with some, uh, some programs that are in my Pro Tool Kit that literally takes me 10 minutes to edit and publish an episode, like produce the whole episode in 10 minutes. And I can do that. My lifestyle allows for me to sit down for 30 minutes, record an episode on a topic I think is important or I've been asked a question about, and then produce the podcast immediately and then set up all the pieces and just send it out. It takes me 30 minutes to an hour to do the whole thing. And if that's the case, I can fit that into my lifestyle once or twice a month. You know, and when I did that and I found that it fit my lifestyle, I was more consistent with it. Um, and I actually do a lot ahead now. So I'll build out like 20, 30 episodes and do them all at once, you know, right. and get that out of the way. And so that's the kind of thing that I mean, like if you want to pick frequency, it's your lifestyle, it's your audience. How often do they want to hear from you? How much do you have to say? Sometimes we don't have a lot to say initially. And then we think of all these other things later on. We can always do another day and just knock out a bunch more content. Um, so I, I try to just say like, fit that into your lifestyle, make it something that you could be consistent with, whether you do it once a year or twice a year, or even if you did it every single month, but make sure that it's going to fit into your lifestyle. Oh, that is really a great point. Cause that's something that's the other thing I see people do is they get started and then they don't plan for it. And so it rolls, you know, the month rolls around and they're either busy with other things or they don't know what to blog about. So they don't. Right. And then the next month goes and then, you know, there's, there's no consistency to it at all. So I feel like that works against them. Yes, it does. And Google hmm. recognizes that it's this sporadic content and it's, you know, you're not being consistent and Google loves consistency and they love good content. And that's why I'm saying, that keyworded content, if you just said an FAQ like or a question you get often, 
and you literally just answered that question in your blog post. Doesn't have to be super long, doesn't have to be super wordy or technical. It can be very simple, very clean, very clear. If you just did that once a month, or even like I said, sat down and wrote 12 of them all out at once, then and put them in and scheduled them once a month, that's plenty. That is plenty, and it will help your SEO tremendously. And it will also um, give you social posts that you can now put out there on an automatic basis. And it will also can also send automatic emails for you as well. So there's a lot of pieces that the blog really does help to kind of bring forth. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, and speaking of email, so I feel like this is another one of these things that people really need to have a strategy around and, and don't necessarily. Um, but my question about like email marketing is, are, are there particular uh, tips regarding the length of the email, how much different content should be in it? Um, who, you know, should they be segmenting their list? Sort of more of the tactical sort of things. I, yeah, I think it really comes back to your brand and your target market. Okay. Um, you know, with my list, I rarely segment it. I pretty much send it to everybody all the time. And it's because that is the people, those are the people that actually signed up. Those are the right. people that said, I want this. And I've had a bunch of unsubscribes. I mean, I've, I had one time, um, I don't know what it was, but like one week I had like a hundred people unsubscribe. It was the weirdest thing. And I was like, what the heck happened? I don't know what I said in that email, but I must tick some people off. And I actually got emails from some of them and they said, Hey, I'm sorry. I had to unsubscribe. You know, it was, I'm just getting too many emails and I'm like, Hey, it's no problem. Like if it's not serving you anymore, totally unsubscribe. I do it all the time. I totally get it. But, you know, you'll have things like that, but that just means that your, your list is helping you, you clean it out. <laughs> your list yeah. is cleaning itself, right? And yeah. we don't want to, to keep sending people stuff that they're not going to read, that they're not going to open. That just makes our open rates look terrible and that's not fun. Um, and so we want to make sure that, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have to, I don't segment the list unless I have a class or a group that I'm sending something very specific to because I promised them something, um, then I might segment it for that. But um, then for the most part, I say, you know what, if you're here, then you want to be here and you want to know what I'm sending and what I'm telling you about. Um, and as far as the strategy with email goes, I think that you should have an email for every blog post or every podcast that you have that goes out and it should automatically just send it, you know, send it out for you. You shouldn't have to actually do anything for that. And then I also utilize the email marketing for events or summits or speaking engagements and say, hey, go sign up. I'm going to be here. You want to see this. You want to get this free thing, whatever. Um, and then the other piece I use emails for is sometimes I just send like, uh, just like a note, like, hey, how are you doing? Like, no, really, how are you doing as a person in my sphere? And I've had people reply and tell me horrible stories, tell me amazing stories, um, but they know that I'm there because I do care about them and I do want to hear what's happening with them. And I want to see, Hey, where do I fit into this? Am I still a part of what, what's going on with you? Do you need something for me? Can I help you in any way? Um, and, and that's actually led to a lot of interesting opportunities as well. So I don't always, I don't like those emails that you get that are like, Hey, so I was thinking about this the other day. Have you ever found that blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. I can tell this was some kind of canned thing. I've tried the canned ones before. I, they feel so inauthentic. And 
I don't, I send a lot of emails. I mean, at one month, I actually sent 47 emails in a wow. month to my list of like 3,500. And wow. it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of emails. But the people who got them, they knew why they were getting them. And they either said, it was either a reminder for oh. an event or, you know, things like that, where it's like a duplicate of something. Cause it was like, oh, it's a week away. Don't forget kind of thing. And they would either, oh yeah, I already did that. Or, oh, I already signed up or, oh, she was reminding me I need to sign up, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I feel like some people say, well, I don't want to post that much. I don't want to send that many things that people are going to delete me from their thing and not like me. Hey, guess what? If people <laughs> like the fact that I sent 47 emails in one month, which was insane, um, then they stuck with me all that time. Then they are my people. They're my life people. They're going to do, you know, this with me. And they're going to say, Hey, like she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. She reminds us a lot about those things, but that's because she cares and she wants to make sure we don't forget, you know? And so I, I feel like with email, it can just be more of a personal thing. It can be a, yeah, there's some strategy involved. There's some tactics involved there. You can do AB testing. You can do, you know, different uh, subject lines and all that stuff. Honestly, most of the time when I'm creating an email series, I create one email that I feel is really strong and then I just send it and then I repeat it with a different subject line two weeks later or whatever the time frame, you know, that it needs to go out. And I send one email when my podcast goes out and one email when my blog post goes out. And when I post a new um, blog post to or uh, podcast to my website that I've been on, like, hey, I was featured here. You should go listen to this. Check out this podcast. Um, I send an email for that. And so I do it based on necessity. Like it's what I need to tell people about. It's what I need them to hear about. Um, if I find a new tool that's really exciting, if I'm launching a new product, but I don't just send the emails that I find kind of annoying that are like, Hey, I was thinking about you and this is this great thing. Oh, and by the way, buy something. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm intentionally saying, no, I did find this great thing. I want you to look at it and you should probably try and use it. Um, I'm not like doing this whole inspirational. I remember when I was a child and you know, like all these, I'm no, I'm not going to go into all that. If you want to know that kind of stuff, you can listen to a podcast. Cause I go into all that. Right. stuff. <laughs> But I'm not going to give you this long, you know, dissertation on my life and then go, oh, and by the way, here's the link that you should buy something from me. That's not how I do it. I know it works for some people, but for me, I've just found that email isn't, it's, it's a transactional thing. It's, hey, I have something to give you. I have something to offer you. I might ask you how you're doing every now and again, because I want to reach out in that way, in that more personal way. But I'm also going to say, here's the podcast you asked for. Here's the blog post you asked for. And it's more of a you need some, you ask for something for me and I'm going to provide that to you and I'm going to provide value while I'm doing it. Right. Right. I get it. I, I totally get it. Boy, you know, Elizabeth, I, I love this conversation. I love all this information. I don't want to um, have you, you know, give all of it away because I really want people to reach out <laughs> to you because it's really, it's just incredible. Um, so, uh, will you tell the listeners, you know, how they can find you and, and what you do have going on so they can tap into it? Yes. Um, you can find me at getabsolutemarketing.com. I have a community that I would love for you to join. It's very active. We do a lot of trainings. We do networking, co-working. Um, I do feedback where if you have something you want me to look at and just get some feedback on, I do that. So um, definitely check out our community. And I also have a pro toolkit 
that is inside that community where I share all the tools that I use in my business. And some of them are free. Some of them are really low cost. Um, and they're just like literally everything I use, my lean pack that I, I've honed in over the years and really researched all the tools um, and found the best ones. And so all my links are there and you can actually use all the tools that I do. That's fabulous. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. And listeners, you know, thank you. You're who we're doing this for. And this was really great. It, it confirmed a lot of things that I am so glad you are hearing. Uh, and uh, I think we all learned a lot as well. So double bonus. Uh, I would also like to thank our sponsor. Get your free trial of audible.com and explore all the audiobooks and programs that are available to you by going to audibletrial.com slash business growth. And uh, head on over to your favorite bookstore, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling and um, for yourself or for someone you know who struggles with the whole concept of sales. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.